Welcome to the Mark Narrations podcast, where we cover a whole wide range of Reddit-based stories. If you're new here, please consider subscribing to this podcast. And with that being said, let's get straight into today's episode. Much love, guys. What is up, guys? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're covering some more r slash mi the butthole. If you're new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all really helps out that channel, and I'm sure you guys know that already. <laughs> and don't forget we're on podcast too now, so you can take me with you wherever you go. I will be updating this over the next couple of days, so all the episodes will be going on there, so keep an eye on that. And if you want to be super awesome, you can join the membership too, either on YouTube members or patreon where there's different tiers and levels and that kind of good stuff and a huge thank you to blair r for joining us yesterday over on patreon you are truly truly appreciated thank you so so much and so is everyone else who joins this channel daily all the members and everyone you just absolutely blow me away with your support just recently thank you so so much it really does mean the world to me and with that being said let's get in to today's stories much love guys our first story comes from a throwaway account. Am I the art of telling my mother I'd rip out my own uterus before giving her grandchildren? The title sounds horrible, but it's only because she's pushed me so far. I am a 23-year-old woman, and I'm on my way to finishing my degree in mechanical engineering. A lot of you will know it's a pretty harsh career field and classes. I spend half my time stressing about classes and the other half failing them. Last semester, one of my professors failed 60% of the class and didn't even blink so it's not generally conducive of happy-go-lucky thoughts about your future. I met a guy in my sophomore year that I really love and plan on eventually marrying. Here's where the problem comes in. Since I've been with him, my mother has been imagining herself as a grandmother to my unborn child, always commenting on how our children would be beautiful and how she can't wait to hold them in her arms. In the beginning, I tolerated it because that's just what older women in my family tend to do with their daughters, but it's generally gotten to me having to deal with her in quarantine. I don't think that my first child will be my own biological child, mainly because I just don't like the idea of being pregnant, the mood swings, the throwing up, swollen ankles, etc. And just thinking of childbirth makes me cringe. The whole thing just isn't my cup of tea, so I'm much more inclined to adopt my first child, and I intend to adopt an older child. They're the most vulnerable in the system, and I think I'd like to give one of those children a chance at life that they otherwise wouldn't get. When I talk to my mother about wanting to adopt, she immediately dismisses it. She says that I'll figure out that I want a child of my own, and that I'm just young and have an idealized version of the world. None of it makes sense to me. It makes me think that if I did adopt, she wouldn't consider my child her grandchild or part of the family. Since quarantine started, I've been cooped up with her in the house, and we've had arguments about her expectations of my body. One which recently ended in me yelling at her that I'd rather rip out my own uterus than to bear a child from my body. She's been ignoring me ever since, and my younger brother, who witnessed the conversation, told me he agreed with me, but that it was maybe too harsh to say that to her. So, am I the arsehole for telling my mum I'd rip my uterus out before giving her a biological grandchild? We're going to go straight into the comments with this one, and we're going to start off with Quoth the Hedgehog. 100% not the arsehole. First of all, adoption is one of the most selfless choices you can make. It helps prevent overpopulation and provides a loving, stable home to a child who otherwise grew up feeling abandoned and unloved. Your mother needs to respect your agency and your, and your autonomy. You're an adult and she may have given birth to your body, but that doesn't give her any right to decide how you use it or what you do with it. If anything, she's been selfish, trying to claim your life and body for herself and has nothing more than a vessel to give her biological grandchildren. She should be able to love 
and adopt the grandchild just as much as a biological one. The OP then replies to this. My mother has always been reactive to anything that has to do with my body. I don't have a single piercing or tattoo because she's always threatened to disown me. When I was younger, she threatened to beat me, but considering my position as an adult now, she realized that threats don't work on me anymore. Quoth then replies again saying, Girl, that is straight up abuse. She's acting like she owns you. You are not a slave. This woman sounds toxic. May I ask why she is still in your life? Are you still living with her? Opie then replies again saying, her main fear is that any tattoos or piercings on my body may be perceived as gang affiliation back in Japan because Yakuza and she thinks people will not take me seriously. Her threats have been empty for a long time. She has not laid a hand on me in years. I do still live with her when I'm not in school. And Quoth replies for the final time. Okay, well first of all, you can get tattoos that aren't easily visible. I only have one tattoo, but most people don't even know I have one, because even though it's quite large, it's on my shoulder blade, which is covered almost 100% of my time by my shirt. Also, tons of people have piercings, and very few piercings are signs of gang affiliation, to my knowledge. I feel like at least ear piercings would be safe, and it doesn't matter if her threats are empty. No parent should be parenting their adult children over things like this at all. She's robbing you of your free will and independence. You know, when I was first reading this, I kind of put it down to, and I'm probably wrong here, I know this, but I put it down to, look, it's just a, a grand, a grandmother that's looking forward to having grandchildren is excited at the prospect. And I know no one should be pressuring someone else into having a child just because of that, you know, it's totally wrong. It is her choice. And I'm not saying that, you know, but I was just, I think she got wrapped up in the excitement of having a grandchild. But then I read the comments further down below from OP that she threatened to beat her and stuff like that if she got tattoos and piercings and things. And I'm thinking, whoa, that takes a different turn, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I would say not the arsehole in this situation. What about you guys? Let me know in the comments below what you think. And don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story one. And our next story is from a throwaway account. Am I the arse for not waking up my sister when I had a video call from my boss? This is kind of stupid, but I somehow managed to really piss off my boss. I was watching a movie in my room with my little sister. She fell asleep on my lap. A few minutes later, my boss video called me. We didn't have a scheduled meeting and I'd finished my work for the day, so I was kind of surprised. I talked to him for a while and I guess it was enough to wake up my sister. She sat up and was like, oh sorry, then went to lie down on the pillow. The whole thing lasted maybe three seconds. I apologized to my boss and he started berating me, telling me I was being unprofessional. He was annoyed and told me I should be keeping my siblings well behaved when we were having meetings. I think he might have thought she was a kid. She looks really young, but is actually in college. First of all, I didn't even know that he was going to call me. Besides, what should I do? Push her off me so I can answer the call. Am I the asshole? Edit, he called around 8 p.m. My work hours are only till five. Oh, I love ones like this, especially when bosses are overstepping their boundaries, you know. And I think they need to be put in their place immediately. You know, you can't be, you sh they shouldn't be calling you up at 8 p.m. with it un totally unscheduled. That's just totally not on. And you should be berating him for that. And two, they should be understanding that we're in weird times right now. A lot of people are still working from home, myself included. And you know, I've had my ne my nephew run in in his pants during a work meeting once and just stared at the camera. My boss started laughing and thought it was well funny. So, you know, this person who's berating you is an absolute arsehole for doing so. I would have laughed if that sort of thing would happen, you know, I love it. <laughs> but let's go down in the comments to see what we can find. 
antique comment says, not the arsehole, your boss is a major arsehole and you may want to think about not picking up calls outside of work hours if that's possible. There shouldn't be any expectation that you'll be available at all, let alone through video chat during non-work hours. In the future, you can always ignore the incoming call, then text back much later and say, I just saw that you called, is there something you need? 42 Daisy Pusher replies to this saying, I like this answer, I think your boss has shown you that this is the response he should get. Never give him the opportunity to do this to you again. He couldn't walk into your home at 8pm and complain about the professionalism of the environment. Same thing. Lachigo says, not the arsehole, who's being unprofessional? He was calling you off hours. Next time, don't pick up his calls after hours. Otel Tia says, not the arsehole. Number one, sounds like your sister didn't really interrupt the video call, so why would he get angry about that? Number two, the call was unscheduled and after work hours. You wouldn't have been obliged to answer it. McBedder says, not the arsehole, a lot of bosses are missing the puppet strings that come with 9 to 5 on-site work, are pushing the boundaries while idle. I've had to call staff out of hours on rare occasions for legitimate emergencies and have been mortified at having to do so. They get every minute back the next day, or at a time of their choosing. God, fuck these people, honestly. Fem Malin says, not the arsehole, he's the one who's clearly unprofessional. My company has moved entirely to Zoom culture and with that, our execs have made it clear that we're in our homes and it's perfectly reasonable that our families will be popping in and out. They feel that it's unreasonable to expect anything less. And no one would ever video call someone unannounced at 8pm, unprofessional to the extreme. And that is the way a company should act, they should expect this kind of thing to happen, you know. Wow, what an arsehole, I hope he gets chewed out about it. And I turn it to you guys. Is any of you guys working from home currently and had anything similar going on just recently? Let us know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story two. Our next story comes from Lady in Grey 1990. Am I the arsehole for wanting to say no when parents demand I take full responsibility for an autistic brother? So some background, I, 30 female, have an older brother, Jay, 34 male, who is autistic. 10 years ago, our parents divorced and my dad, 60 male, got remarried a year later to my stepmother, 49 female, and got full guardianship of Jay and moved in with them and SM's two kids. They decided to move to Florida to be closer to SM's family a few years ago. A few years go by and I go down to visit a few times and Jay seems happy. And then about a year ago, I started hearing that there are problems, mainly that he's running away when he gets angry. They then say if Jay does so again, they are done. I honestly thought they were just saying it in the heat of the moment, that they didn't mean it. Now dad gets frustrated easily with Jay because he just doesn't understand him. And SM, she's the kind of person who's always right even when wrong. Everything has to be her way or she gets pissy and storms off to pout and stew. I know because I lived with them for a bit before they moved. So last year I started a new job and make a lot more money than when I was working in retail. I was finally able to start looking for my own place and in May of this year, Closing on July 20th, I found a beautiful house that is small but a perfect starter home for me. I was so happy to finally stand on my own feet. On to the story. Two days ago, while at work, I get a call from them. Right away I was worried. They never call me at work. The first thing they say to me when I answer is that Jay has run away again and they are completely done with him. Yes, in those words. When I asked why they told me he's making too much noise while washing the dishes and they were trying to watch a movie, so SM yelled at him. They made it sound like it was nothing, but it was bad enough that he ran out without his shoes. Then they tell me they are glad that I'm getting my place because they want him to move in with me, ASAP. 
They had to hang up after that. Police arrived to talk to them. I don't know how to feel right now. I've known that at some point I was going to have to take care of my brother, but I was expecting it to be in my 40s when I was more settled. I'm scared to take on this responsibility. I just don't feel ready at this point in my life. And I feel guilty for not wanting this yet, and like I'm being a bad sister for wanting to say so. I feel like if I move him in, my life will be over and it's killing me. D and SM are in perfect health. They own a home in a nice area and make more than enough money to get by. They also refuse to talk to our bio mum about what is going on and demand I not tell her either. She knows because I told her and is unwilling to talk to them. I just want to tell them to talk to each other like freaking parents. Am I the arsehole for wanting to say no? Oh man, that's horrible. It's put the pressure on you like that it's not your responsibility i'm sorry i know he's your brother and you love him and you want to do the best for him but it's not your responsibility and for them to just ring up and say i'm glad he can move in with you now how how fucking entitled can you be that's ridiculous i've been scouting through the comments below and i didn't realize and i think it must be like everywhere as well there's residential programs that he might be able to be a part of so let's go down to the comments and read about those Tirasaz says, not the arsehole, it may be of benefit to contact Florida APS and ask for an evaluation. Your brother may qualify for a specialized residential housing for disabled adults, which might be a better fit. Nut Michelle says, not the arsehole, your brother isn't your responsibility and it isn't okay for them to force you into a role you're unwilling to take in his life. That said, there are fantastic residential programs for people with autism that will afford your brother caregivers who are trained in caring for people with autism and give him a bit of independence while still allowing for him to be a part of your family. Please look into situations like this for his benefit as well as your own. And that's a good point actually, it is for his benefit. I mean, at the moment, what kind of life is he getting? If he's getting shouted at and he's running outside and just getting lost without no shoes on or anything, I mean, it can't be a good life for him either, you know? And made you think says, not the arsehole, as parents they don't get to just dump their child onto you like unwanted baggage. Just because you've reached a new milestone in adulthood, congrats. Doesn't mean that you are not required to even capable of taking responsibility for this. You need to contact them and tell them to get their shit together. If they have a copy of your house key, I'd recommend changing it. They might just drop them at your place while you're at work. Plus no, you do not have to take responsibility for him. They should have been making plans years ago for what is going to happen with his care. Wow, I can't believe those parents though, man. Oh my word. What do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story three. Our next story comes from fallexact2315. Am I the arse of telling my son that I'm not paying for his college if he wants to be a teacher? My son is a science whiz. He's starting his senior year and is already looking at Ivy League schools. I thought he wanted to go into medicine, but now he's saying he wants to become a school teacher, particularly middle school science. I told him that was fine, but I'm not paying for him to go to an Ivy League school or any school that costs more than 10k a year to become a school teacher. Sure it's admirable and whatever, I'm just not putting myself in debt so he can land some 45k a year job. If he wants to become a teacher, then he can go to community college and then a state college. Now, if he wants to pursue something in medicine, then yes, it's worth the loans for him to go to an Ivy League. Public school teacher? No. Doctor? Yes. If he wants to seriously pursue teaching, then he can pay his own way through school. He will have the time to find a job because you're not going to be studying around the clock like pre-med students do. My nephew went to UCLA at the cost of 25k a year because he wanted to go into bioengineering. 
After he graduated, he decided that he wanted to be a DJ. So while he was making $20 an hour working at bar mitzvahs, my sister and her husband are saddled with 60k in debt. And I know people are going to think I'm shitting on teachers. I am not. I'm just stating the facts that based on their pay, it makes no sense to go to an expensive college. I'm not taking out thousands of dollars in loans so we can get what comes out to a $23 an hour job. I'm not saying they should or should not make more money. It is what it is. Cambridge Commerce says, and quotes, paying for school and taking out loads in my name are totally different things and you need to amend this since clearly you expect them to pay back the loans or else this wouldn't be an issue and you wouldn't be worried about going into debt. Edit to add your question, if phrased correctly that you don't want to take out loans with a bad chance of ROI, doesn't make you an arsehole but Jesus Christ all your responses do. Yikes. You're the arsehole. You're the arsehole for refusing to pay for an even mid-range college if he chooses to be a teacher. No Ivy League, whatever, but making him fund an even mid-range college all by himself when he's pursuing a perfectly respectful profession is an asshole move, assuming you have the means to help him. And a great comment I found was Levine and Shirley saying, You're the asshole. all you have to say to him is I have this amount of money saved up for your college education. Anything else, you'd have to take it out in your own student loans. But instead, you made any money at all contingent on his major or career choice, which one, feels like a backhanded way of pushing him into a career you think is worthy or prestigious enough, and two, he might very well change either his major or career or both, and you yourself pointed out in your example about his cousin. I changed my major three quarters of the way through undergrad, studied the third field in grad school, went to work in that field for a while, and then changed my career. So if you're counting, that's four areas of interest by my mid-30s. Super happy now, making bank. You have no idea where he's going to end up. Plus at this age, you're supposed to be allowing them to make decisions as an adult, with all the limitations and consequences that come with that, not trying to push your desires for which career you think is worth being in debt for. I'm not sure if you realise you're doing this, but what you're doing feels manipulative. Are you expecting them to pay you back if he gets some high-paying job? If not, why does it matter if he's happy? don't take on debt you can't afford just so you can brag your son is a doctor it's kind of the way i felt through some of it like he was almost expecting to be looked after in later life if his son becomes a doctor or whatever you know it just seemed a bit ridiculous like that but i don't know let me know what you guys think in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story four and our final story is from Raul jacks am i the arsehole for honoring my late husband's wishes my son suggested i posted this here I have three children, 27, 25 and 23. I was married to their father for eight years and he passed away when our youngest was three. It was a somewhat arranged marriage and I did respect and care for him, but I'm not going to lie and say my decisions here are based off some deep love. My late husband was very wealthy and left me his entire estate to live off and raise our children. I'm supposed to give them each a certain percentage when they reach 25. I remarried two years later, my new husband provided for the children, and I sold most of the estate that is intact. The one thing he was very specific about was that I was only to give them the money if they stayed with the culture and the faith. This meant marrying someone who is also Persian and Jewish and continuing with the important traditions. My middle daughter did not do this. She refused to bar mitzvah and she is engaged to a white man. She has not been a part of our faith since she lived under my roof, and I couldn't force her. She recently turned 25 and wanted to know when she was getting her inheritance. She was aware of the terms, but she thought I was going to give in, and now she thinks I'm punishing her for making choices I don't agree with. Honestly, I've been very hurt by her choices, and I don't believe in using the money to control my children. I've thought about this deeply, and I don't feel comfortable dishonouring their late father. 
It was his choice and his money. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hate these ones where they like try to force them with money to, to be in a certain faith or whatever like that. I mean, the fact of the matter is now it's your money. It's not his money anymore. He's giving it to you. And to be fair, what you said at the start, that it was an arranged marriage and your decisions then based off some deep love. So you wasn't truly like massively in love with this guy. And now you've got all his money and now you're trying to respect his wishes when I don't know, maybe I'm just talking nonsense here. <laughs> but I think if I was in that situation, I was into an arranged marriage and all this kind of thing, I don't think I'd have a problem passing that money on, you know. Bit of a weird situation, but let's go down in the comments to see what we can find. FJV08KL says, you're the arsehole. I'm sorry, but your late husband made a discriminatory decision when making that will. And then quote, left me his entire estate. So it's yours now and you have complete discretion over who it goes to. Given that, you choosing to follow his will as you uphold an act of discrimination out of honour. Bite Me says, I understand both perspectives. I'll go with, you're the arsehole. If someone changed the context to a white family denying inheritance to a kid who married a black person, I think the fault would be apparently clear. Honouring your late husband's wish could easily alienate you from your daughter, and I wouldn't blame her for not keeping in contact. However hard to find him could be for you. Negative Oil Daddy says, I don't see this as having racial stigma as much as religious. Bite Me replies again saying, I too think it's more about religion. I made the comparison because I felt like most people would understand the injustice in the racial situation more, and because I believe the two are comparable. Patoma Sign says, I hope I got that name right, nobody's an arsehole here because you are not the agent behind the situation, and I don't believe it's fair to hold you wholly accountable for it. But if I were in your position, I would disregard your late husband's request. And here's why. The terms he outlined for distribution of his estate amongst his children were not ethical. I apologise if that sounds harsh to your late husband and expect to be downvoted for it. However, children should not be coerced into deciding the ethnicity of the person they will marry, nor what religion they will follow by a threat of removal from the parent's will. If a child must be bridled into a following tradition, then this devalues the tradition and dilutes the character of the child. I can also practically guarantee that this action will alienate your middle child from the rest of her family. Ultimately, it is your choice now, not your late husband's. I recommend carefully considering whether you believe his terms to be ethical or not, and to make your decision based on that. And you can't really, wow, I don't think you can really disagree with that. Now let me know what you guys think of this in the comments below. And don't forget to vote on that poll in the description for story five. Once again, guys, I can't thank you enough for being here. Your time out of your day is truly, truly appreciated. Thank you so, so much. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love.